the best statistics are the best. The best are because you don't need to wait again. Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host, as always, the mug, your co-host, the Pope, the Modder is with us as well. And of course, we take our inspiration from the Barefoot Investor. But instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the 2023 NRL and AFL season. And luckily and thankfully, it's a big welcome back to the Pope. Thanks very much for having me, Mug. I guess in this era, you've got to rest your stars occasionally, don't you? Like Bond's going to have a game or two miss. Probably Dacos will. Some danger field, unlikely to play the whole season. So sometimes your stars just have to have a bit of a rest to so they're at their best um, when the business end of the season comes, Mug. Well, sometimes you put the stars uh, out for rest and you put the rest out to Pasha. Statsman not with us tonight, but the modeler joins us. That's good to be here. Uh, we'll obviously speak to Magic Round in uh, the NRL coming up this week. I reckon it'll be Magic Round for the podcast if we've got Pope and Statsman in on the same week. They're, uh, they're a bit like the McKay boys for Carlton and North where they never seem to uh, turn up together. So um, I'm sure there'll be conspiracy theories flying about, but hopefully we can line up one, one week. Have we managed the four-prong attack much this year? Maybe once or twice out of about eight weeks, I think we've had, had both boys together. Would that be right? It's rare, Margot. I heard Statsman was very good last week too. I had to actually listen to the podcast to believe that rumour. But um, because his strike rate was about 0 to 16 prior to that with performance. But having listened to it, he was in good form. So I guess you can't back up two weeks in a row, Statsman. He was in good form. He had to make up for myself, Pope. I was a bit rusty last week, made a few mistakes. And uh, yeah, so hopefully I can be a little bit uh, sharper tonight. Mind you, I did allude to the fact that before the podcast, not much sleeping going on in the mug household at the moment. A couple of sick kids and whatever else. So uh, hopefully I can uh, hold it together and get through this one, uh, Pope. But uh, you said the stats man went well on the podcast. He sounded good. But, geez, our betting wasn't good. And the bad thing was I supported a few of his bets too, Pope. So uh, so that meant that I didn't go very well either. So we better have a quick uh, look back and uh, look at some betting review. And uh, and just going back to it, Pope, I'll, uh, I'll kick off with some betting review because when it doesn't go all your way, you need to put your hand up and uh, definitely didn't go all uh, my way last weekend. Saints Port, great game, uh, just on the wrong side of it there. So not, not, not unhappy with the bet, but... Um, but yeah, Port really good. So missed out there. Uh, I'll come back to the Lions and Frio in a second. But the podcast bets that we sort of spoke to was Port and Saints, um, was Richmond and the Suns. I did speak about that prohibitive line on the Tigers. And um, geez, they just just failed miserably, the Tigers. Um we spoke about Collingwood and Adelaide waiting until the jump to take the number. So the only number that obviously got you across the line was the head to head, but that number Pope got to about $1.83 on Betfair at the jump. So I think it was fairly takeable. So hopefully uh, some of the punters that were looking to take the pies uh, took the head to head. I, uh, I, I did take that myself, so I hope uh, some of the others did, and maybe that was lucky. Um, you can take that whatever way you want. I did tip up um, the Hawks Pope on the podcast after previously taking it at 32 and a half, but I still did think it was a bet at the 28 and a half, and that fell at 29 and a half. So depending where the listeners, if the listeners, um, I don't know if they took it early or our subscribers definitely took it early, but um but where the listeners ended up on that one, they may have missed out. So, geez, I could probably only really claim one from four from podcast bets. And then if I rewind back to um, the subscribers on the email, we had really good line movement with uh, Freo Brisbane game. So we uh, put that out at 42 and a half. And, and I actually took a little bit back the other way, Pope, at 31 and a half uh, at Betfair, $1.94 uh, at the jump on game day. So, so there was some some we got excellent movement. Didn't get the result. Finished up at forty eight. So that was a little bit disappointing. Would have been great to hit that one in the middle, um, but didn't get it. And um, and then Eagles. I was happy to have that number at the bigger price, but that was they got blown to the Shizen. And then yeah, depending on where you fell with the uh, the doggies and the hawks. So Pope, Modler, um, you know, I, I got my hand in the air there. That was uh, not a great round of betting for me. Big review week for you, Vice Sands of Things, Mark. Yeah, mate, not uh, 
when it doesn't go well, it's it's not good. But you gotta you gotta say that. You know, we don't hide from anything here, and hopefully the listeners uh, know that over a long period of time that we, you know, we we're pretty transparent with what we talk about on the on the on the podcast. And and if it doesn't go our way, we're here the next week to talk about it. Um, well, most of us are here the next week to talk about it, Pope. Uh, there's one obvious omission uh, from this evening's podcast. Uh, Pope, you weren't here to talk about bets last week. Modler was. I have a funny feeling that Modler went pretty well again. Yeah, it went decent with the podcast tips last week. Uh, with the footy, started off with GWS. Um, yep. I like them. I had them at 325. Obviously, the plus was good there, but Toby Green's goal right at the end there was uh, good enough for the win at 410 at the time. Yeah, awesome. I think I mentioned I liked Carlton. I wasn't keen to play into the big minus um, over in the West, so I won't claim that one. Uh, half stake on the Bombers. Um, they just sort of, what they were down six goals quite early and kind of treaded the water for the rest of the game. So that was a bit disappointing, that start there. And then the other one was the Crows uh, I liked. Um, I was a uh, bit the same as you, Mug, where I, instead of taking the head head, I took the Seven, oh, there was seven and a half floating around on game day. I, I thought compared to the two fifteen, it was a better option to take seven and a half. So yeah, beautiful. I managed to fall on the line there. Um, unlucky if you obviously if you took the the crows at the head to head. And then switching over to the league um, again started off good. We had the Rabbitohs over Brisbane. Um, I liked Manly over Gold Coast. Uh, I think I was talking up lines and whatnot. Turbo I laid out there. So mm. if you happen to be on, hopefully you managed to chop out somewhat. Um, and then the team we've been on for a while now, the Tigers, they finally got the chocolates. They not only did they cover, but they actually managed uh, a win at odds against Penrith. And what was that? Uh, Six bucks four. or something? Modler was yeah, that? Seven dollars. Uh, yeah, wow. Podcast, and I think it got a bit more come game day. Um, yeah. And I think that might have been it. So yeah, decent, decent week overall. Yeah, awesome, mate. And 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 listeners, you know, the modeler's been going great, you know, um, for this sort of first eight weeks of the year, modeler. You, you've been absolutely on fire, mate, in both codes. So uh hats off to you. Um, you know, you, you you're doing something really right there. So uh well done and and take note of what the modeler says, guys. Uh he's he's on fire. Um, so guys, uh, we better just have a quick chat about some bad beats. So I think Modler, we could probably, you know, if you're an Adelaide backer, uh, you could probably talk to that, you know, that head to head up by, I think a game high of 28 points, maybe in the second quarter, 26 points, obviously on the fast start, uh, in the first quarter. And, um, yeah, you just got overhauled by this unbelievable, you know, um, if you haven't seen that movie Survive and I've spoken about that um, that ESPN doco before Survive and Advance that's the pies man they, they, they are just surviving and advancing every single week um, but yeah if you haven't seen that doco do yourself a favor it's the best sporting documentary I've ever seen uh, so go and uh, go and watch that one but they, they're they're unbelievable um, Modler there was some people tweeting in that saying that they're on the second half line in the uh D's and North Melbourne game. That was 24 and a half uh, before the jump. And uh, and the third quarter was actually pretty tightly contest- contested. Melbourne only outscored North Melbourne by four points in the third quarter. But then in the last quarter, managed to get about six and a half, seven goals in front, only to allow North Melbourne to kick the last three goals of the game two of which were in the last two minutes, one of which went through the goals after the siren to finish that second half margin on 24 points. So if you were on that, um, and I might've been one of them, uh, you'd be up out of your chair, um, cursing that television, cursing Ben Cunnington, something shocking (laughs) that he put that one through. So that was a bad beat, that one. Uh, Modler, Pope, did you see anything? Yeah, the, there was one in NRL mug. The Dolphins got very hard done by with a officiating error, as it turns out. NRL, for once, put their hand up that it was an error. Two plays before Canberra kicked the winning field goal in Golden Point, and knock-on went undetected by the Raiders. Mm. So should have been a Dolphins ball, which would have put them in good field position down the other end. However, didn't get noticed, and Dolphins... Sorry, Raiders won the game 20 seconds later. So if you're, if you're on the Dolphins as outsiders in Wagga, that is a bad beat. Yes, okay. And yourself, Modler? Yeah, nothing else jumped uh, jumped out to me. I'm 
just that Adelaide Crows one, uh, I had a Pies uh, supporting friend sent through on one of the WhatsApp messages. Messages. Um, I think the Crows were up for 109 minutes that game and the Pies were up for all of 30 seconds, but um, yeah. 30 seconds it mattered. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, uh, definitely a bad beat there for the Crows backers. Bocco Betts, as uh, message went in, he needed Sexton uh, for a goal for his multi and um, he hit the post and then got another shot rushed across the line with 30 seconds to play. So he was dirty on Sexton uh, for one of those uh, SGMs, I, I take it. And um, and look, depending on, again, depending on where you're on in that line in the Hawthorne Dogs game, uh, Newcomb kicked one, uh, you know, very late in the piece um, to... Uh, uh, to uh, potentially cover that one for the Hawks, depending on on where you were. I was with my four-year-old son at the game. I think he was a little bit confused while I was getting so excited when the Hawks were losing by 28 points uh, with a kick late in the game. But um, he'll uh, he'll learn one day uh, what it's all about. <laughs> Not just yet, Pope. He's a bit, bit too early for that, but uh, I'm sure he'll learn at some stage. Um, so, boys, there's some bad beats are we ready to talk some games? I think we are, Mug. Let's we'll do it, Pope. Let's do it. We'll get started Friday night at Marvel, Mug. And what is, yeah. at least in betting, the closest game of the week? Yep. Carlton are slight favourites against the Lions. The Lions one and a half. And they are $1.82 favourites on Friday night. Yeah, and I think that's right, Pope. I, I, um, I put it on the email on Sunday night that I thought the Blues would start slight fave and um, that, that market was uh, flipped early on. Um, Briz slight faves, but uh, I think the market woke up on Monday morning and uh, realised that Zorko would probably be an out and potentially rich. Modler can probably talk to that in a minute, but um, that market has flipped. I think it's right. I think Carlton probably deserve, you know, with those players out to be that slight fave and, and Carlton, I'm sure Modler can talk to it in a sec. Carlton might even get some cattle back uh, as well. So, I'm right on it, Pope. I uh, I sort of marked it around that around that, and um, no play for me here. Really looking forward to the game. If I was leaning one way or the other, I would probably say Brisbane, just because I still think that that Carlton, like I I didn't adjust Carlton's rating at all, despite the fact they went over and absolutely belted uh, West Coast. Um, just turned out to be a really easy kill for him. And um, and I probably don't change my thoughts on Carlton too much on the back of that. So I probably, and I think Brisbane probably have up their ante a little bit in recent weeks. Zorko is a big out. Um, so I'd be concerned about that, but uh, I probably lean slight to Bris, but definitely no betting on this one, Pope. Just going to let it slide over to the modeler. Yeah, I think Fagan's come out and said Zorko and Richie got them both missed multiple weeks. Um, yeah, okay. So I've, I've taken them out. The model's uh, done what it's done for the last few weeks now and lumped for the Blues. I've got them at $1.72, so into that, uh, what was it, $1.82-ish. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have a stake at that. Yeah, okay. So uh, take note of that, listeners. Modler keen on the Blues at home Friday night and, uh, and the Modler has been... Probably the best better out of all of us on this podcast um, uh, this year so far. So, um, yeah, he's he's taking the blues. In Statsman's absence, we'll give Tigers versus Eagles game a miss this week. Margie, Statsman probably still has Tigers making the top four, but he'll, we'll let him talk about that next week. So <laughs> still, coming, still, still coming into the 80 for the flag. <laughs> still, still finds value in the Tigers, no doubt. So we'll go to the other game on Saturday afternoon down in Geelong. And the Cats are very short price favourites, which I found a little bit surprising. 29.5 point favourites to be exact and $1.20. And the LA Crows are $4.40 mug. I wasn't too surprised myself, Pope. I was on 32 um, when I did my numbers. And, um, you know, you could potentially take Bows and Rowan out of that mix. I don't adjust the number too much for those guys. Maybe, maybe one, you know, for Gaz, but they're so, they're, they're, they're so full at the moment. You know, they've had players come back in recent weeks and they're pretty full. They won't miss those two guys too much. I don't think so. I think the number's about right. Um, that's applying Pope that 15 uh, home ground advantage. And that gets me to my number. So maybe I've been a bit aggressive with that application of the home ground advantage just for Adelaide coming over. But um, 
I'd be almost certain Adelaide, you know, they don't get down there too often. And, um, you know, if, if you want to go broke, you know, just keep, keep, uh, keep backing against the cats at uh, Cadinia Park or, or GMHBA. Modler might contradict that in a moment, but uh, um, I just can't do it. I just, just cannot be against them here, Pope. And um, look, do I want to be on that 29 and a half? Probably not, but um, geez, you know, what do you do? The cats, they just find a way. Sounds pretty pretty advice, logical advice. Uh, pardon the pun there, Mug. Uh, Mother, we'll go to you in this game. Can you find a bet on the LA Crows? I, I can actually. Um, yeah, I've got Bose and Rowan. Uh, actually, I've got Bose out. Rowan's doubtful, but I've kept him in. Um, I've plugged Tui back in. I don't think he's across the line, but I have got him in. Uh, that said and done, I've got Adelaide Marks at 350. Um, so into the 440. Uh, at Toppy, uh, can you get involved? I'd be more inclined to back the plus than the 440, uh, all things considered, given it is at um, Cadinia. But um, yeah, definitely a bet on Adelaide for me. And and the and the crows the, the crows were you know really impressive again. You know, like they they're going okay. The crows they they give you a, a pretty honest you know good run for for your money. I think, and um, you know they're probably a little bit down against the Hawks in Utah's, but there's been plenty of good sides struggle against the Hawks in Utah's over the years. So I think the crows are going good. Um, it's um, yeah, I, I think it's just a tough spot. But but Modler obviously with with the big number there with the crows makes sense. Fairly strong for Modler. Can he get involved? Is a very strong recommendation there, Mug, isn't it? Absolutely. We'll skip Suns v Demons as well, Mug, and go to what has become a little bit of a grudge match in recent times, Giants v Bulldogs. Bulldogs are nine-and-a-half-point favourites in Canberra, $1.57, and the Giants, $2.35. Yeah, and sorry, Pope, what do, what do we have on the line there? Nine-and-a-half. Yeah, so th- this is um, this started at six-and-a-half in some quarters, and... Um, and to be fair, that was a fair bit closer to my number. Um, I I'm at five here, so um, yeah. So I, I, I'm starting to. I'm interested where this market might end up, actually, because uh, it looks like it's gathered a little bit of steam. Um, I think some of the other guys that were at eight and a half, so maybe it's only gone out, gone out one point. But um, yeah, but just keen to keep an eye on that market, Pope. See where see where it ends up. I was, as I mentioned, I was there firsthand to watch the Hawks and the Dogs and um, wasn't overly impressed again with the Dogs. Um, I just thought they were probably a fitter, more mature team than the Hawks in the end. And that probably got them across their line. They're, they're running power off half back with Johannesson and, and um, Bailey Dale and those sorts of guys. I think were probably just a bit much for the Hawks to handle uh, in the back end of the game. Um, but um, yeah, so not overly impressed with the Dogs. I'm not overly flushed with the Giants. <laughs> you know, their form's been a bit scratchy as well. Um, but if we can get a number here, Pope, uh, at Canberra, where I think they grow a bit of a leg, they've got good hometown support uh, in Canberra, probably more so than what they get in Giants Stadium. Um, and uh, it's a bit inconvenient for the dogs to go down there as well. So um, probably um, probably have a little bit of a lean here to the Giants, Pope. Yeah, sounds like you do, Mug. Uh, Modler, can we find alignment? No, not in this one. I've got the dogs right on the market. A bit shorter than the market, $1.55. Not big enough for a bet with me. I think there's some handy ends for both teams, Ward and uh, Libba. Um, yeah, but not enough to swing a bet either way for me at this stage. And, and Pope, I'd be just saying a little bit of a, you know, just market watch on that one, like, and just see where it, where it ends up. So, you know, for the listeners, I, I, I'm not necessarily putting up a, a bet here, but I'm just keen um, just to keep an eye on it. And if it, if it gets going a little bit, you know, if we can get into that sort of double figure range, uh, which it might, might get to, then uh, I could be, could be getting involved. Yep. Bit of market watch in that one. Uh, Mug, the Barefoot Hawks are travelling to Perth to take on the Dockers and the line is 16 and a half on Saturday night. Mitch Lewis made a huge difference uh, to the Hawks uh, Pope on the weekend. Jeez, he took some good marks and, um, and really exposed, I think some of the uh, defending uh, for the dogs in the air uh, on the weekend. Um, so that was really good to see. Uh, he'll make a big difference again. 
Uh, Frio are pretty good in the air themselves down back. But um, Pope, I, I think it's about the first time this year I've managed to get to market in a Hawks game. So um, I've I've probably just down, and and I think it's probably Frio playing into that a fair bit um, that I've downgraded Frio's rating uh, a little bit and. Um, and I'm at market here, Pope. So no, no bidding for me. But I just thought that was um, uh, an interesting note to see that finally I've managed to to get to market. Uh, and not not that that's my aim by any stretch uh, to be to be on market um, because you know you you want to uh, you want to try and find an edge. But um, but mate, I am I am at market. No bet for me here. Um, we're a young team on the road, Perth, big trip. I probably, even though it's a, it's a still a juicy plus uh, with 15, you know, 15, 16 points up for grabs, but probably don't want to take that against a, a mentally like that. They'll be, they're, 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 they're quite, I'm sure they're hurting Frio. Like they need it. They need a kill. So uh, I'm sure they'll come out for this one firing. Yeah. Uh, couple, three good weeks in a row, probably for the Hawks. Modler, what are you finding in this game? Yeah, no play in this one for me either at the moment. I've got Freo right on the market at $1.38. Um, there's a good chance Fife comes in and I haven't plugged him in. Um, hard to know how much of that news is baked into the Freo price, but if he does come in, um, there's a good chance I might be on them. So probably a Fife watch uh, uh, this week for Freo. What would he do to that line? Do you know? Do you have a rough idea? He would have moved uh, it by. He would have moved it by about six uh, a few years ago. But yeah. um, couple, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe there might be some sort of um, historical uh, movement in the beginning. Might get three, but I think it'll quickly pull back to two. Uh, I don't think you get more than that, Pope. Yeah. Thanks, Mug. Uh, we'll stay with you here Sunday afternoon in Adelaide, and probably the. Form team of the comp, if not in the top two or three, the power, the 12 and a half point favourites against the Bombers, $1.49 and Essendon $2.55 head to head. I was at 15 before teams, Pope. They lose Dersma, so um, depending on what comes back the other way, but they're pretty they're pretty flushed at the moment, Port. So they'll they'll have an able replacement for him. So I don't really uh, factor too much there. So I'm around that 14, 15 mark, slightly uh, above the market here. So um Look at, at just that two point gap at the moment. That's not something that I'm, I'd be, and particularly when we're already at the two goal mark. You know, like if you're down at the, you know, I think we've spoken about it before. If you're down sort of in that one two point range, two points, three points is sort of a good, a, a good, um, you know, uh, distance. Um, but um, but when we're already at two goals and you've got a couple of points, it's not the same advantage. So, um, look, probably on the sidelines for the moment, Pope, but favour the home team. And, um, yeah, interested to see what Port can do and interested to see if that line tightens up a little bit too. And I'll, I'll probably have to find myself with Port if it tightens, but at the moment, uh, nothing. Yep. Uh, we're also interested, Molly, in what you have to say here. Yeah, I'm going to have nothing as well on this one. I'm right on the fence. I've got Port $1.60 and the Bombers two sixty five. So, nowhere near having an angle on either zone at this stage. Uh, we'll stick with you here, Mother. And if you are unaware, Collingwood have a habit of winning close matches, <laughs> and they are fifteen and a half point favourites against the Swans on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I think I've uh, opposed the Pies uh, the last couple of weeks now against uh, the Bombers Anzac Day, obviously, and then Crows last week. Uh, could have easily won either, or lost either one, I should say. Uh, Going to continue that trend here. I've got Sydney marked at two sixty. Uh, so into the 285, that's uh, enough for a, a bet for me. Um, and I should note that uh, in opposing the Pies, have opposed uh, the Mug and Statsman in the last two weeks as well. So we came to see uh, if that trend continues this week. Yeah, uh, yeah and the uh, opposing continues, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, Modler on this one. Well, I don't know if that's – that's. I should be afraid if I'm opposing the Modler. Um but um, yeah, look, Pope. Before before teams, I was at nineteen, and um, and then we uh, modeler um, Pendles news on Pendles. Pendles. Uh, I'd say he's in with the yeah, yeah. So so then I get a little bit more with Pendles coming in. So um, I don't think there's a rush to bet this one, uh, Pope. But um, yeah, I, I, at 
at the current numbers and just form line too, you know, like I think um, Swans have had a real, real bad one against um, uh, Geelong. And yeah. uh, and then they've uh, had, you know, well, they should have won that game really, you know, and they've, but they've had a horrendous loss really. You know, that that's, I'm sure John Longmire would be more upset about that loss on the weekend than he would be the one against Geelong. Um, so, you know, that, that will have really hurt them. John Longmire's pretty good at stealing the boys and getting them back up. So maybe there'll be a few people that's a bit scared about that line, but geez, the pies, MCG, momentum, Pendles back, God, you know, tough to back against at the moment. The pies, they're, uh, they're, they're going pretty good. So not, not a huge bet for me, Pope, but um, I can see myself being with the pies here. Makes a bit of sense with how they're going, Mug. Uh, final game of the round on Sunday twilight at Marvel. And the Kangaroos are 37.5 point outsiders against the Saints, who are 12-13 head-to-head. Yeah, I can only see myself being with the Saints here, Pope, if, if anyone. I mean, North Melbourne, they lose a couple of extra soldiers and they probably can't afford to, really, to be honest. They're... they're scraping the, the the barrel as it is a little bit they lose a, a good young player in phillips and they use they lose a guy that's um comden uh, who sort of was just starting to look all right and uh i don't know he's absolutely smashed his ankle and i don't think he's going to play again for the rest of the year after already sitting out a couple of years i think so you feel for the kid uh he hasn't really had a good go at it um but yes they, they lose some soldiers they maybe get ldu back um if ldu doesn't come back in uh, geez, it's another tough watch for North supporters. Do Saints have the firepower to put that many points on them? Um, I guess that's the question mark. But look, probably no bet for me, Pope, but could only be on the Saints. Great. Thank you, Mug. Uh, Modler, take us home. What are you seeing here? Yeah, I think we're going to oppose again. I've got, um, I've taken, yeah, all those outs for the Ruse. Um, out of the squad, uh, I haven't put LDU back in, um, and it's rating them uh, 450 against the 575. So uh, I'd be happy to get involved, obviously, more up to plus than the head to head at that stage. Um, and obviously, as far as the model is concerned, with a bit of upside if if he does happen to come back in LDU. Um, so yeah, uh, North for me this week. Yeah, okay. So did we line up anywhere there, Modler? Did we actually, uh, was there anything that we sort of thought the same thing? Um, no, not, not on more notes, Mug. No, no, no alignment, unfortunately, for listeners. <laughs> so I think the only thing at this point that I could probably put up for the listeners is the is the pies minus. That's probably the only one that I'd be uh, be happy to uh, sort of stake my name to, and a bit of a market watch on GWS, and then a few of my leans, I guess, are opposing uh, opposing the modeler's view. And without speaking for the modeler, keen to get involved were the four words on. Crows against the Cats. Would it be fair to say it was your strongest play, Modler? Um, definitely the biggest edge. So, yeah. 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 Keenest of all on the Crows. Okay. We'll watch with interest that one. Yeah. Um, all right, boys. Are we ready to talk some NRL? We most certainly are. Okay. In a and, uh, week, Mark. Yeah, it is a magic round. And uh, and for the listeners there, stay tuned because there's going to be some bets coming here. We've got about six or seven games uh, to go through. And, of course, everyone knows in magic round that uh, there could be something special at the end of the podcast uh, coming up from the Pope. We delivered something special just a couple of years ago, Pope, and um, – and, I'm sure the listeners are keen to listen to that. Um, guys, just so you know, Pope, Modler, all our prices tonight are coming to you from Top Sport. Great Australian bookmaker. They've been doing it for 30 years. There's been a lot of people start up recently, Pope, but these guys have been doing it for 30 plus years and uh, they are tried and true and tested. And um, they they look at their customer service, very good. They'll always look after the punter and where they can um, see it in the eyes of the punter. And I think they're a very fair um, bookmaker. And I'm sure any of our listeners that have had dealings with them would absolutely know that. They're one of the good guys. We bet with them, Pope. They look after the show. We look after them. We like Top Sport. Go there, topsport.com.au. Boys, let's get into the rugby league. And um, as we said, it's a big round up there in uh, Brisbane, have they ever spoken about sharing a round, magic round, Pope? 
Is that a thing? Yeah, they have. Um, Mug, I think Brisbane just did so well that those talks have been cooled over time, similar to probably Adelaide, that they did the first one so well and therefore um, they've got a contract for multiple years to come. It's been a bit like that in Brisbane, that every year it seems to get positive feedback, positive press, and as a result, they have seen no reason to move it. Yeah, okay. So they're happy with all those fights and drunkards in the crowd and uh, that's that's all, that's fine. That's That's part of it. I'd say everyone's profiting financially somehow, <laughs> I would imagine. Um, no magic around in Melbourne, Pope. Could we have magic Melbourne? Well, we we maybe could. We maybe could. I'd say it's probably a bit down. I'd say New Zealand's probably got the silver medal position at this okay. stage if it was to go anywhere else. But um, we do know people turn out for most things in Melbourne, Mug, so I wouldn't rule it out. Okay. All right. Enough of that. Uh, first game, Pope. Friday night. So we lose the Thursday night fixture here because of Magic Round. Yeah, correct. They they have done Thursday nights in the past, but I guess to drive the carnival, drive attendance, narrowing it into a shorter amount of days okay. makes a bit of sense. Yeah. Fair enough. Three day, three um, all right. Well, the first game that we're going to talk about is 6 p.m. on the Friday. It's the Bulldogs up against the Raiders. Of course, no real home ground advantage in a lot of these games. Um, so Bulldogs, 235, the Raiders, $1.60. Pope, we've got the line set at three and a half, a little bit either side. But how do you see it? Yeah, I can't get it to three and a half in this game. Mug Raiders have been okay of late. They've won two or three on the trot with a bye in there, but they don't put anyone away. So I like the dogs here. They do have some injuries. Um, they are coming off a short turnaround, and I should be interested to hear if the modeler factors in short turnarounds in his numbers at all. But what, despite the injuries, they go pretty well when they're in their weight division, and this is in their weight division against Canberra. So I like the plus three and a half here, and I'll be on the dogs on Friday evening. Modeler. Yeah, I, I actually don't factor in uh, the short turnaround. I think I did in a, in a previous version and then um, sort of looked at the numbers a bit bit deeper and it didn't make a huge difference. Like the juice wasn't worth the squeeze uh, to coin a phrase of a colleague of mine. But um, yeah, no no sort of turnaround factor for me. Um, as far as the model's concerned, I've got a slight edge on the Raiders. It's just got bigger this afternoon, actually. They're out to $1.60 now. So I've got them at $1.53. Um, probably enough for a half stake uh, from there at that edge at this stage. Okay. So the boys are opposed there. Modler's uh, out there on his own, as he has been uh, for most of the night so far. Um, so <laughs> listen carefully, punters. He's, uh, he's going all right, the modler. Um, boys, next game uh, on the Friday night, 8.05. And um, what do they do, Pope? Do they... they, they Get changed in the same sheds. They they have to kick a kick away their bag or something like that. Like how does it how does it actually work? Yeah, pretty much. I think um, they sort of bide their time in the in the bleachers and have a very quick turnaround in the sheds and away they go. So there's a there's a lot of moving parts going on in that corridor at Suncorp on Friday, got Saturday, good Sunday. Good water systems up there, and uh, they uh, got plenty of. Plenty of water for the boys. Um, Manly Seagulls are taking on the Broncos in this one. So I guess we get, importantly, Manly home game, but Broncos home ground advantage. So uh, that's important to take note of. Uh, Pope, Broncos, $1.32. Uh, the disappointing Manly Seagulls, the turbo-less Manly Seagulls last week, uh, have now blown out to three forty. And I think Pope will correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Turbo is missing, going to be missing for a little bit. Uh, I could be wrong. Ten and a half the line, Pope. Do we get Turbo back? And how do we see this game? He's been he's been name mug, but that line okay. I think is hedging its bets or geared yep. towards him being out. So there's a big asterisk on this. If he's in, I can't get this to ten and a half. All thing and there's a lot in Brisbane's favour here. The fact that they're playing at home, they're getting players back. They've probably got a little bit of a point to prove after getting done quite easily last week. So there's a lot driving that, but I can't get it this big. So caveat, Turbo being in or out, but if he's in, plus and a half is pretty attractive for me. So you got to be pretty quick on the button. And when do we find out about that, Pope? Is that just before the game or keep your ear to the media? Or like what, what's, what's the telltale sign here? At the latest, final teams, an hour before the game. 
Yeah. Okay. So you'll have to be pretty quick on the buttons to uh, to get that number. And Pope, if he's out, if he's not playing, uh, is the ten and a half a, a play the other way, or like where does that number end up if he's not playing? Well, as a bit of a guide, he moved it by two points last week. Mug moved the line in terms of when he was out. That went from six and a half to four and a half. The way they played, I think that's worth more this week. So that could get to 13 and a half, 14 and a half if he's out. Yeah. And and that that's um player movement for um Turbo Pope, that's consider you know, maybe a bit like Fife. That's considerably reduced. Um, I remember you talking a couple of years ago, um, and that number, I, I don't know if you recall it, but I feel like it was uh, like a, maybe a double figure number or something like that. It was huge. Uh, that number that you used to attribute to Turbo. Do you know what you at his peak a couple of years ago? What you had that number at? I feel like twelve wasn't unreasonable at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. It was really big in the year that he won the Del A M. Um, yeah. And I, in my time, I can't remember a more dominant year from a player. It would have been. I don't think twelve would have been unfair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that definitely has dropped off quite a bit, but uh, he's still a very important player for them. So, Modler, how do you see this one? Yeah, I'm a bit the same with teams and with Turbo named at, at this stage. I've got Manly uh, at 310, so probably enough for a half stake into the 340, but um, similar to the Pope, definitely Turbo watch um, for me as well. It'll be uh, rushing at this stage. I'll probably wait and see what happens come Friday evening. Yep. Okay. All right, boys. Well, you know, I think you're both saying similar things there. We just got to wait for uh, for Turbo. See if he's uh, see if he's in. Um, uh, next game, boys. We're going to skip over New Zealand and uh, and Penrith, um, but um, we're going to go down the list now, and we'll go to Melbourne Storm uh, on Saturday evening. So this is a good one for our Melbourne audience to uh, to maybe flick around to. Uh, Melbourne Storm, Rabbitohs, uh, no here, uh, no line here. So that suggests to me we're pretty much at pick dollar uh, ninety five Melbourne and. Um, $1.85 South. Um, I'll, I'll go to you first on this one. Keen to see what the model thinks about this one. Yeah, I've got no real play at the moment. Um, just looking at prices here. Uh, actually, $1.95. I might have a, a slight edge to the storm. I've got them at $1.85. So, um, okay. yeah, definitely enough. Definitely enough for a, for a bet for me on the storm at the moment. Okay. And uh, yourself, Pope, how do you see it? Cracking game. Mug, it's on free-to-air as well. So depending on the AFL game that night, well worth switching over to have a look at this one. I'm a little bit the opposite. South Sydney, I've got them the second-best team in the competition right now, not that far behind Penrith. So on numbers alone, they've earned my respect enough that I give them a slight advantage here. So I'm on South and I can have a little bit of 13-plus as well. Their defence is really good this season and they're still potent. So I'm happy to back a little bit of 13 plus here on Souths. 13 plus. Okay. So uh, you take that head to head and the 13 plus, but was this one of these ones where you're just on the 13 plus? No, I'll take, I'll take a little bit head to head. Yeah. I I can find enough of an edge at the dollar 85. I think it is to, to warrant an investment there. Okay. All right. Good, mate. That's a good one for the listeners. Um, so, uh, so I think we're going to keep the train rolling here, Modler. Your uh, adopted team, the Wests, are, uh, are going quite well. Um, so, geez, this, uh, this, these markets have really tightened up for the West now on the back of that uh, Penrith performance. They find themselves at $1.95. Um, so the, pretty much the pick game, St. George, $1.85. This is the first game on the Sunday. Um, mate, how do you see it? Yeah, that dollar ninety-five too. That's trimmed up a little since teams came out. It was it was two dollars even uh, this afternoon. Um, I've got the Tigers a dollar eighty-five. Obviously, it was more keen at two dollars, but still, uh, still happy with a dollar ninety-five to to make them a play for about the sixth week in a row. I'd say. Yeah, you've been with them, and uh, it's proved uh, it's proved pretty fruitful. Um, good one, Pope. Anything for you here? I was. Overs 41.5 in this one. Mug, I've touched on it a few times. Conditions sometimes outweigh the ability of the two teams. And at 150 Sunday afternoon in Brisbane, this is one of those occasions where it's going to be loose, it's going to be thrown around the football. And I think this clears 41.5. 
Okay. All right. Well, that's there. There it is, listeners. Uh, Pope, uh, that's his first little uh, look into the magic overs uh, sort of narrative. Um, and it's uh, in this particular game. So take note of that. Um, I know the Pope has been pretty keen on these a uh, couple of these types of bets over the last couple of years. So uh, pay attention to that. Um, boys, uh, next one, we're just going to go uh, to the Titans. Um, oh, actually, no, we'll go, go We'll go in order. We'll go Roosters um, versus Cowboys. So somewhat of a hometown uh, advantage here. I'm sure the locals will still get behind. Is that a thing, Pope? If, if you're a Queenslander and even though you don't barrack for the Cowboys, if you're a Queenslander and the Cowboys are playing in Brisbane, you, you're supporting the Cowboys? Is that... Sort of fair to say you're you're a Queenslander yourself. Is that a fair? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah, it is. And they'll get people come down for the weekend from North Queensland, so they'll have a little bit of home support. Probably what will outweigh that by four o'clock on Sunday is eighty-three percent of the crowd will be paralytic. So that might <laughs> that might be the bigger factor by this stage of the weekend. <laughs> a bit of forex, a bit of forex <laughs> in the bloodstream. You reckon over the uh, a bit of Great Northern? Uh, I think they like up there these days. Um, they'll be into it. Late twenties all weekend, four o'clock Sunday into the third day of the bender. Beautiful. Be some scenes up there by this point. Um, well, mate, the uh, the Roosters a dollar twenty five. The Cowboys in somewhat home territory are four bucks, and um, and the line here is uh, is going to be a little bit on this one. Uh, we've got twelve and a half. So, Pope, what angle do you come from? I my numbers aren't too far off the twelve and a half, but sometimes you got to forensically analyze the numbers and I'd probably I could back Cowboys four dollars here head to head. I think Roosters are a team that the market favors as a rule and the wins their last two weeks aren't as impressive as potentially what they look on paper. So I think even though Cowboys are going no good, it, it's just the sort of game that I feel that they will be in and Roosters are a bit short here at dollar twenty five. So head to head Cowboys four dollars for me, Mug. Yeah, okay. All right. And uh Mother. It's taken until the uh, last day of the last code we're looking at, but I think we're going to have a decent one up here. We're, uh, I'm lumped for the Cowboys as well. The model's got them at $3, so, uh, yeah, definitely happy with the $4 out there. Standard, uh, standard, um, you know, betting strategy with more on the plus than the head-to-head at that price. But, um, yeah, happy to finally line up to get some with both here. Okay, awesome. So there's uh, there's a lineup. Uh, finally, we got there um, at the back end of the podcast <laughs> on both codes. Uh, we we uh, we got one to line up. Um, Pope, what's gone wrong for the Cowboys? It's a good question. I think at a starting point, they yep they overperformed last year. Morgan, you would have seen this in AFL teams that have a lot of players who had career best years, and Cowboys had that last year. They would have had eight players who. Exceed anything they've done previously in their career, that can probably only go one way. I think like that's not a standard that can be met. Um, and the regress to the mean is probably the best way of putting it. They yeah. they overperformed last year. The draw and other factors probably helped them. Um, and this year they've probably um, gone back to close to where probably expectations been for them in the last two years. Yeah. Okay. Maybe a little bit like the Swans, perhaps. Uh, they got. You yeah. Know, yeah. Okay. And then. And then factors like, I guess, you lose confidence yeah. um, and internally what that does, they, that's all thrown into the melting pot of that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Boys, we'll just backtrack a little bit. I skipped over um, Sharks, uh, Dolphins, and uh, I know that was one that you were wa- wanting to talk to. Uh, that's um, that's back on the Saturday. Uh, that's the Twilight game. Sharks, $1.38. Dolphins, $3.05. Dolphins in home territory, $3.05. Um Sharky's going well, line seven and a half. Uh, Pope, talk to us. Yeah, tricky tricky one, Mug. We might have seen the best version of the Sharks last week in their dismantling of the Cowboys. I've got the number a bit bigger than this. I, I sort of feel like Dolphins are just hanging on a little bit at the moment. Like they're, they're a team that shows up every week, but they've come from 26 down to beat Gold Coast. They came from 18 down to force Golden Point. That's unsustainable giving up 30 a week. So I'm happy to be on the Cowboys at a number that's moved. On the Sharks. On the Sharks. Yeah. Sorry, on the Sharks. The number's moved in Dolphins' direction. Brought that below eight. So I'm comfortable being on the minus here. Yeah, okay. Modler, do you have a view on this one? Yeah, a bit of a bonus consensus here. I'm on uh, the Sharks as well. Uh, Them rated $1.27. 
yeah, as Cronulla keep drifting out, I guess there's no rush to get involved, but definitely a play for me at the moment. And yeah, start looking at lines and margins uh, at that price point as well. Yeah, and Pope, I see um, that they've got that marked uh, at Toppy at a dollar eighty-five, which probably suggests they like uh, that side of the line a little bit better. So, is 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 now a good time to bet, or do you think we can bet uh, later, or what, how how would you uh, you go about that? Yeah, I don't think there's a huge rush, Mug, but come Sunday or, or Saturday it might be. Yep. I think that goes off above eight, but yeah, okay, yeah. So I'd I'd maybe hold fire the next couple of days um, if you do want to squeeze something more out of that price. Like as Mother touched on, that's probably gone the Dolphins' way if anything. Yeah. Um, so I think I think you can wait a couple of days, but I wouldn't wait till Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. And uh, and boys, last game of the round and the last game that we're uh, going to uh, talk to is. Uh, Titans. So Titans, I guess, you know, one of these pseudo home teams, a Queensland team. Um, Titans, uh, what have we got here? Seven and a half. So it's going to be similar to the previous game. Uh, we've got the line at seven and a half, 295 uh, Gold Coast and um, Parramatta Eels, $1.40. I think I have a feeling which way we're going to go here, boys. Um, Modler, I'll go to you first and then Pope. We'll see if we can't line it up. Yeah, interesting one for me here. So with the Titans, uh, a bit like you with Hawks, Earlier in the season, Mug, where uh, you zigged when you should have zagged. I was on them uh, when they lost uh, to the Dolphins and then opposed them last week against Manly. Uh, this week, the models just throwing its hands in the air and said, I'm, I'm just leaving this one alone. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I've got no play here. I'm probably close to having a bet on Parry, if anything. I've got them right on the market at $1.40. But um, as it stands here, yeah, no play for me in this one. Hope, can we find a bet? Yeah, and the carnivals really kicked in overdrive by this point of the weekend too, yeah. Mug. But they're not still I'll... going, are they? At six twenty-five <laughs> on the Sunday. Well, well, there might be a few getting escorted out by this by this <laughs> stage. Um, my number doesn't have this that close to seven and a half, to be honest. I'm on about five, five and a half. So I'm on the Titans here. I yeah. probably have a little bit of trepidation the fact they won last week. They're one of those teams that might get a little bit happy with themselves coming off a win. So that's my main concern, but. There's a big enough edge there for me to be on tights here. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, a little bit of uh, opposition there, but Pope likes the uh, the Titans and Modler maybe can find something uh, on the eel. So, uh, boys, uh, we'll, we'll go back through it. I think we had some consensus there on the Sharks. Uh, we were both uh, aligned there. And, um, and I think we may have had some consensus... You boys will have to tell me. <laughs> oh, the Cowboys and the cow and the Cowboys. So we had some consensus on the Cowboys at the uh, at the head to head there, and then um, and then there was a little bit of um, opposing uh, going on in, in a few other games, uh, but uh, but definitely in those games. And Pope had quite the strong uh, lean on the forty one and a half for the West Souths game on the over. And Pope, we better just consult with you because magic round two years ago you put it up there you you said about the overs and uh i think we got seven out of the eight uh for some big uh folds uh action and um and then last year if i'm not mistaken pope we had a sunday overs multi uh that got up and uh so the you two from two on overs plays uh in magic round can we go back to the well pope yeah, we are to an extent, Mug. So it's a, it's a little bit of a unique one. There's some big numbers this weekend and there's some smaller numbers. So what I am going to do at this stage, and I'll preface this by saying have a look at the first couple of games and just see if any patterns emerge. And one of the big talking points is the, is the stand of Suncorp Stadium this year. So how the ground holds up will be a factor. But the first game of each day, so the first game Friday, Saturday and Sunday, the overs in those three, it's the lowest number on those days. And I think it's when conditions are going to be the best for football as well. So I like the overs Friday night, which is Canberra v Canterbury. Saturday afternoon, which is Warriors Penrith. And Sunday afternoon, which we touched on in the body of the pod, Tigers v Dragons mug. Okay, so that's a first game three-leg multi is basically what we're saying. Is that correct? Yep, three-leg over multi on first game each day. 
Yeah. And uh, is that something, um, and, and I just, you know, hope you don't mind me asking Pope in terms of your personal betting strategy, is that something that you would, um, you've obviously spoken to West St. George, so I take it that's a single um, out yeah. on its own. Um, would you be betting those overs singly as well or other than that St. George game or, or just um, just the multi? No, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be betting the singles as well in those, in those other two games as well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're quite keen there. And Pope, yeah. is it worth? Is there a, is there a hail hail mary for a little chuck a little nifty on and uh, and go the whole hog, or is that it's not worth it this year? I don't think so. I I, I don't like some of the numbers out there. Yeah. Um, without overcomplicating the pod mug, it's probably some the other way a little bit with the bigger yeah. numbers. But there is a way to see. Like I do want to see how the conditions are up there with the standard of the field after one or two games as well. But some of those 47s and 45s, I think you look the other way, if anything, look under. But um, it's always more attractive to be on the overs. And I do think the first game of each day with good conditions, the field will be at its best. I do like I do like the play that we've gone with here. And, and, and Pope, sorry, I'm, these are questions without out notice here, um, but this is sort of where my mind goes to. If that game on the Friday night um, goes over significantly. Um, the bookies, no doubt, will get a bit jittery and and bump all the others up by a couple of points. Is there, if that happens, is there a couple of games that you could almost go? Um, well, geez, you know, that they've just pumped that up on a whim. You know, I sort of liked the under on that game as it was. Uh, do you think there might be an angle back the other way uh, if that occurs? Yeah, I do. Yeah, for sure. What that looks like, if everything goes up by two points, I think you could almost go the under on the other five games that I haven't mentioned. Yeah, yeah right. If I, yeah, yeah. if I had to give an answer, like there's three games there in the mid-40s as it is. Yep. In nighttime conditions, potentially the field not as good as what it would be in the first game of the day. So, yeah, the, the answer is yes, yeah, Mug, that I could find an angle the other way in that world. Yeah, okay. Well, that's uh, fantastic, Pope. Thanks for opening those, uh, answering those questions openly and honestly, and sorry for putting you uh, right on the spot with some of those, but I'm interested in that myself. So hopefully some of our listeners um, have stayed with us and uh, are listening to that also. Um, boys, not much action in the AFL. I, I actually thought the the markets, and I think Modlo, you probably concur with that, that the markets were actually pretty tight, pretty close to the number uh, this week uh, for us, unfortunately. So that means there's not a lot of betting action for us, but thankfully plenty of betting uh, action in the NRL. So boys, thank you for your contribution, particularly in the NRL uh, space uh, this week. Um, Pope, it's great to have you back. Uh, do you think you can do the honour and sign us off? Well, certainly can, Mug. If you, especially if you're backing Richmond on Statsman's advice, gamble responsibly, but more importantly, gamble to win. <laughs>